Today, Rinpoche gave an excellent explanation of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment, its importance, the benefits, and how to not lose it. So once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment specifically the section in training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. And then within that section, uh, we're in the um, kind of the subject matter is the bodhisattva vow. So the section that we're in is dealing with the bodhisattva vow, dealing with the, the spirit of awakening. Uh, and specifically, we are now in English, um, if you look at where Rinpoche began today's class in Tibetan, on page 69, uh, and page 70, where you'll find the outline. So we're right now, uh, we're beginning at um, the part in the outline that says maintaining and not weakening uh, what you have attained. Um, so this is related to, again, the spirit of awakening uh, or the spirit of enlightenment. Um, spirit of enlightenment, that's the chosen term. Uh, so uh, if we look at there are two categories to explain this maintaining and not weakening what you have attained related to the spirit of enlightenment. So the first category is training in this precepts that cause you not to weaken it in this lifetime. Uh, and then the second category is training in the stages that uh, are precept that cause you not to harm or separate from your spirit of enlightenment in future lifetimes. Uh, so uh, the first category deals with this lifetime. The second category deals with all lifetimes from this lifetime. Uh, and then under the first category that deals with this lifetime, training in the uh, precepts that cause you not to weaken uh, the spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime, there's four categories. Uh, so the first category is training in the precept to recall the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase the strength of your enthusiasm for it. Uh, the second category deals with uh, uh, three times in the morning and three times at night generating the spirit of enlightenment. So the training in the precept to generate the spirit of enlightenment six times each day in order to increase the actual spirit of enlightenment. And then category number three, the training in the precept not to mentally abandon the living beings for whose sake you develop the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, and then the fourth category deals with the collection uh, that's necessary in order to become enlightened. And it says the training in the precept to accumulate the collections of merit and sublime wisdom. So these are the four categories to explain uh, how one uh, doesn't have his or her spirit of enlightenment decline in this lifetime. Decent. <laughs> 
Be very careful with the tea if you sip it. It's very, very hot, like boiling hot, just to be aware. Delicious, though. Thank you very much. So, Tambo, Do, 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 Okay, so then uh, then So we're looking at uh, the outline of Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise, and we have the first category, the training and the precepts to recall the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase the strength of your enthusiasm for it. Jayan Sheba says that there are three categories under this first point that's made. The first category is the, uh, the actual sutra, and then the next category is what is expressed in it. And then the third category, I'm having some trouble with the translation of it, um, and it um, deals with the accumulations through the, the many eons. Um, so something pertaining to the accumulations through many eons. Um, so once we get into that subject matter, I'll obviously be able to title it better. Um, but we're beginning now, Rinpoche said, uh, so... Uh, we, we're passing through the first category that deals with the sutra because the sutra that's presented is the array of stalks sutra. Um, so that's what the presentation um, is coming from in this particular <coughs> context. And then what is expressed in it's the next part, which is number two that we'll get into. Then Rimache, the Lamrim Chemo Injike Logu? Okay. Uh, so they think about the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment after you have either researched them in the sutras or listened to uh, listen Lapsar. Uh, again, it's on page seventy where we are in the English. Uh, and A, it's about middle of the page. Think about the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment after you have either researched them in the sutras 
or listen to them from your guru. They are explained in detail in the array of stock sutra. So look there. As stated above, the text says, the spirit of enlightenment is like the seed of all the Buddha's qualities. Um, so um, that's where I'll stop just for now, and we'll see where Rinpoche goes. But here it, it says, research them in the sutras or listen to them. So the second category is the explanation, the listen to them part. The sutras are the array of stock sutra, and then the next part will explain what you would hear about that. Lesser. <laughs> 
निका सुबरे कोई जरूरत Okay, so the first category actually goes all the way to page 72, um, past the questions of the householder Viradatta Sutra. Um, so the second category, the uh, explanation from the gurus, etc., uh, begins while the great elder was circumambulating. Um, so the first category that deals with the sutra explanation um, covers all of those the two benefits and so forth. Um, so um, I'm not going to read that entire section because Rinpoche didn't read the entire section. Um, so now I understand why he. It's because that first category only it contains all of that. Second category begins with. Atisha uh, in the circumambulation. So, uh, just as a note, that's where we are when we're traversing all these different outlines. Uh, we're now in the second category of um, Jayan Sheba's outline, the, the, the explanation or the oral, oral tradition, if you will, or the oral explanation. While the great elder was circumambulating the Vajra seat in Vodagaya, he thought, how can I obtain full enlightenment uh, quickly? Uh, thereupon he had a vision wherein the smaller statues stood up and asked the larger statues, what should those who wish to quickly attain Buddhahood train in? The larger one replied, they should train in the spirit of enlightenment. Also in the sky above the main temple, a young woman asked this question to an older woman, uh, and Atisha heard the same answer as before. Therefore it is said to become more certain uh, about the spirit of enlightenment. Um, so here, this is just a was reinforcing Lord Atisha's view related to the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Um, so, I just want to look up something. Then, did Chorten Rinpoche? Oh. Okay. <coughs> okay, so uh, I'm just looking up um, this Vajra seat in Bodhagaya. Uh, when Rinpoche was explaining it, he was saying uh, stupa. So there's a stupa that is right at the, the head of this area in Bodhagaya where it's being mentioned. Uh, so the Chorten Koraja? Chorten? Chorten, okay, decent. the Dorje Chuchi. Chorten Lagamare, the Dorje Kucha. Dorje Kucha. Okay, okay, Disa. Okay, so here the Vajra seat in Vodagaya is referring to the uh, um, stupa, um, so a religious reliquary or stupa. Um, so, circumambulating a stupa in Bodhagaya, he thought, how can I obtain full enlightenment quickly? So then uh, this dialogue began to occur between the statues because they're in a. In a uh, Stupa, there are many gods, Rinpoche said, that, that live there, that abide in a stupa. Um, and in this case, there was a smaller statue asking questions to a larger statue. Um, and the question was, uh, if you want to become a Buddha very quickly, what should you do? What, what's the advice to do? And the larger statue um, replied uh, that training in bodhicitta, training in the spirit of enlightenment, is the fastest way to Buddhahood. Um, and then... So this reinforced uh, Lord Atisha's view about this. And then he also overheard a woman 
uh, yelling at, at the sky um, and asking, uh, here it is, they should train also, uh, also in the sky above the main temple, uh, oh I see, a young woman asked this question to an older woman. Then the, the jemen nanka la degadu? The pudan pumo. The pumo ni. The nanka degadu? Okay, so I just want to make sure it doesn't say that they asked the question to the sky. So it does say that those, the two, they were in the sky. Uh, so it, as it, it's written here, it says, um, in the sky above the main temple. So there was a vision that it was actually in the sky of these uh, younger and an older woman. Uh, um, question each other about this, and then the answer was exactly the same that came from the sky, but it was a dialogue between two people that were in the sky. Um, so this just reinforced Lord Atisha's view that the spirit of enlightenment was the key focus uh, um, of practice. Mm. So if the, um, the right uh, level of understanding has been reached, then one could uh, see this interaction as if it was an actual humans interacting, these statues coming to, man, coming to life uh, as, an, an, as actual beings, um, not as a hallucination or something, as actual beings uh, that those realized enough can see. Lesser. <laughs> We find in previous stories the story of the great debate between Chandragroman uh, and Chandrakirti. Uh, and Chandragroman was actually a holder of a lower view than Chandrakirti. Chandragroman was the holder of the middle way autonomy view, whilst uh, Chandrakirti uh, held the highest view of the middle way consequence school, the Madhyamika Prasangika view. Um, so they were having, uh, there's the stories of this historical great debate uh, that took place. Um, and uh, Chandrakirti would ask these very difficult questions of Chandragroman. But every day, Chandragroman would be able to respond. Uh, and answer any of the questions that uh, Chandrakirti uh, posed to him. Uh, so Chandrakirti couldn't figure out how this was possible because Chandragroman held the autonomy view uh, and he held the, um, the middle way consequence view. So he followed him back to his house one night and looked in to see what was going on. And he saw that a statue of Chen Rezig was actually giving instructions to Chandragroman uh, and giving the answers uh, to him to these questions. So then uh, Chandrakirti approached Chen Rezig, um, who, who was instructing Chandragroman. And again, Chen Rezig uh, was a statue in Chandragroman's house that came to life 
and, and, and as the actual Chen Rezig and was giving this instruction. So Chandrakirti approached Chen Rezig and said, well, can you help me? Uh, will you instruct me too? Um, and Chandrakirti said that you don't have, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the, um, Chen Rezig said to Chandrakirti that you don't have the same connection to me that Chandragroman does. Chandragroman has taken me on as his wisdom deity, and therefore the connection is there. So that's why I'm able to help him and not help you, because that connection is of reliance and faith uh, isn't there. That condition isn't present, so th therefore I can't. Uh, so this is, a Rinpoche is saying, a story of a statue, another story of a statue coming to life. Okay, so, uh, so that concludes number two. So number two, we have the two points that are being made. We have uh, Lord Atisha um, circumambulating a stupa, uh, and then um, at that point, uh, he, he had a thought, how can I quickly attain Buddhahood? What's the quickest way to attain Buddhahood? And at that moment, uh, a smaller uh, statue asked that, sa that very question of a larger statue. They came to life, and the larger statue said that the spirit of enlightenment is the quickest route. Uh, and then a similar circumstance happened in the sky, where a young woman asked that same question of an older woman uh, that appeared in the sky. And the answer came, uh, the spirit of enlightenment is the fastest route to Buddhahood. Um, so this reassured uh, Joje or um, Lord Atisha, uh, that the spirit of enlightenment was truly the key. Um, so this is the oral tradition or the um, explanation, the second category in Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary. Uh, and now we move into category number three. Uh, so this is just, the second category just really shows that how d Lord Atisha develops certainty as we should about the spirit of enlightenment being this, this um, primary importance. Tisu. Tasumba Gombe, 
Okay, so category number three is is just this that the uh, I'm going to explain the category and we can frame it. However, it's that the Buddha over three countless eons collected these two collections in order to become a Buddha. During that whole period of time, while he was reflecting, the overriding theme that the Buddha realized was that the most beneficial practice is the spirit of enlightenment. So through those, so that's the category number three, is that um, all of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas that through countless eons practice all of these various different practices. So the Buddha thought about all those eons and thought, actually the Buddha thought throughout all of those eons and came to the conclusion that the mind, the spirit of enlightenment, bodhicitta, is the most beneficial practice. Um, so um, the 
countless eons, when I tried to translate it before, I was showing how uh, through the bodhicitta with these eons makes you enlightened. And the, the point of it is, is that the Buddha reflected for three countless eons about what the most beneficial thing is and came up with the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so that's category number three. Accordingly, to understand that the spirit of enlightenment comprises the key points of all the Mahayana's personal instructions, is a great treasure of all spiritual attainments, is the feature that distinguishes the Mahayana from the Hinayana, and is the excellent basis that spurs you to undertake the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds, becoming even more fervent about cultivating it. Act like a thirsty person hearing talk of water. For when the conquerors and their children use their marvelous wisdom to examine the paths in great detail for many eons, they saw just this to be the excellent method for attaining, for becoming a Buddha. As engaging in the Bodhisattva deed states, reflecting for many eons, the master of the sages saw this alone to be beneficial. Uh, so the point in, so this is from Shanti Deva's uh, Bodhichara Avatara. Uh, engaging in the bodhisattva deeds. And the point of this is that of all the practices, this one is the most important. It doesn't mean this alone is only important. It means this stands out. This is, stands out amongst everything else as being excellent, as being important. Uh, so this is uh, category number three um, among the, 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 the three categories. First category is the sutra. Second category is this oral expression or the oral tradition. And then the third category, after countless, after eons of examination, the Buddha has come to the conclusion that bodhicitta or the spirit of enlightenment is the most beneficial practice. Lesso. Lesser. So it's important that even though we've gone over these points, um, before to go over them again and again. So if we were to ask, what is the difference between Hinayana and Mahayana? If someone would say, posit the difference between Hinayana and Mahayana, you would say, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, the spirit of enlightenment, bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is the difference between Hinayana and Mahayana. Uh, so here it says, um, wrong page, right page, where is it? 
it is the feature that distinguishes the Mahayana from the Hinayana. Um, so if you were to say, posit the difference between Hinayana and Mahayana, you would say the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, in one, that would be the answer. And it is the excellent basis that spurs you to undertake the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds. So we know that the, the door to the pathway of the great vehicle is this spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so we say that the entrance into either of the two great vehicles, whether it is the um, perfection <coughs> vehicle or the resultant tantric vehicle, is the spirit of enlightenment. So the spirit of enlightenment is the entrance to tantra and the entrance to the sutra tradition. So the perfection vehicle and the resultant tantric vehicle are entered by the spirit of enlightenment. Um, so that uh, is the other point made. So these are all, again, points that we've made many times, but they're important points, and we should go over them again and again. So we do have to show the difference, though, in wording. So the words become... Uh, so the wording is what matters, or what is important here. So when we say the tantric vehicle, we say the entrance to the tantric vehicle is the spirit of enlightenment. But when we say Tantra, the entrance is an initiation. Um, so the entrance into Tantra, the entrance, uh, um, so if we don't use the word vehicle is what distinguishes the two. So that's what makes the difference in the wording. If the word vehicle is there, then that necessarily means the spirit of enlightenment is its entrance. If it's merely the entrance to Tantra, one enters Tantra through an initiation. So this was taught to me uh, by uh, Gen Nima, who is a great, great scholar. So again, Tantra's entrance is an initiation. Tantric vehicles' entrance is the spirit of enlightenment. This is the difference. Shanju 
te gomba la tushu jephe tu tanes tan shanju sen tu gomba la ne tushu jephe tanes shanju sen phen ma santana ane shanju sen gomba la gabu yungur wata phen ane santana jephe tu tanes gombe chi tan tuba tar shades ka gonge de go chi tan tu sun gabu yoro tan aji wate Shanju sen pheyo te abishe duyo na anne shanju sen tüdü ile wote shanju sen yalen ceyale senju şebi yongres Deysan Okay so uh, once again it is the f- um, accordingly understand the spirit of enlightenment comprises the key points of all Mahayana instructions is a treasure of all spiritual attainments. So uh, it's a treasure. It's, uh, um, when we look at all the spiritual attainments, we see um, that it's a treasure because the Buddha said that when he thought about the whole time, he was practicing what was the most beneficial practice, the answer was the spirit of enlightenment. Um, so it is a great treasure of all spiritual <coughs> Is the feature that extinguishes the Mahayana from the Hinayana. So it shows uh, what the difference between those two vehicles is shown by this practice. And is an excellent basis that spurs you to undertake the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds. So uh, it's necessary um, to amass various collections in order to become a Buddha. We have to have the collection of exalted wisdom, have to have the ex- uh, collection, of exal- uh, collection of merit. Um, so these two you unite and become the causes for complete Buddhahood. Um, so the, the, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, I'm sorry, the spirit of enlightenment um, serves as the basis for all of these accumulations. Uh, so the collection of wisdom and collection of merit um, are motivated or are, um, yeah, motivated or enhanced, not enhanced, motivated by this spirit of enlightenment. Um, so it's greatly effective. Um, undertake the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds. Meet, and this is referring to the collections. Becoming even more fervent about cultivating it. Act like a thirsty person hearing talk of water. So when you think about the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment over and over again, uh, you become to really, really desire it. Um, and, and the desire for it could be compared to someone who was dehydrated um, and needed water, um, when they think about water, um, the joy that would kind of arise, the yearning for it that arises um, would be equivalent. Um, so this, it says, becoming, uh, become even more fervent about cultivating it. Act like a thirsty person hearing talk of water. So um, thinking about those benefits over and over and over again um, make you become like that thirsty person hearing about water. When you hear about the spirit of enlightenment, you're thirsty to become, you're yearning to become a Buddha. So when you hear about it, it excites you. Um, so um, it's almost like this uh, joyous excitement. The t- two words are in there, uh, this joy and being excited. So, um, it, it, so that's what would occur um, if you've thought about it enough, when you hear someone talk about the spirit of enlightenment, you would have this same kind of uh, joyous excitement that one who is thirsty when uh, hears about water. Um, 
So for when the conquerors and their children used their marvelous wisdom to examine the paths in great detail for many eons, they saw just this to be the excellent method of becoming a Buddha. Deeksong Rinpoche. So again, for when the conquerors and their children used their marvelous wisdom to examine the paths in great detail for many eons, they saw just this to be the excellent method of becoming a Buddha. Um, so where does this point come from? It comes from the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life, engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds, where it says, reflecting for many eons, the master of the sages saw this alone to be beneficial. Um, so where does this point, just this to be the excellent method? Um, um, it comes from the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life, meaning most excellent. Um, instead of only the way it could be interpreted. What the language was said in the Tem Drup? Send the same thing to Jula Lava. Jawa Jendo, the Dominic Jula Lava, Tambula Jeroa, Sensila Tushu B. Zeto, Pen Temba Lava Tamboroa, Tambut the Nessan is a Tambut the Nessan Taniba Leonre, Niba. Sanjibalova, Sanjiba, Mumpi, Shadu, Landru, Sanjibala, Hobalanese, Persian Jiba, Matumatans, Persian Jiba Matumatan, Biola Hobo, Sajinumji, Sajinidua, Sanju to the Sanjiba there, and then Yapi Kona Kondu P. Shadu, Landru, Nemajila Tutu, Sanju San Santan Wurres, Landru to Sanjibala. Tabala, Sajini, Jimmy, Sajini, Nidigua, Ni, Persejiba Motomata, Biola Lobos, Tab Persejiba de 
Okay, so once again, we're looking at the main outline. Um, we're dealing with uh, not, wa- the, not wanting the decline of the spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime. Uh, so the training and the precepts that cause you not to weaken your spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime is the main heading. And then uh, there are four categories uh, under that main heading. First category is the training to recall the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase the strength of your enthusiasm for it. Uh, so that's the first category. We've completed that first among the four. Now we move on to the second category that deals with three times uh, in the day and three times at night um, generating this. So uh, the actual name is the training and the precept to generate the spirit of enlightenment six times each day in order to increase the actual spirit of enlightenment. Um, so uh, this is uh, the category that we're dealing with now, the training and the precept to generate the spirit of enlightenment six times each day in order to increase the actual spirit of enlightenment. The training and the precept to generate the spirit of enlightenment six times each day has two parts. First, not giving up your development of the a- aspirational spirit, and the second is the training to increase the aspirational uh, spirit of enlightenment. Um, so when we divide the spirit of enlightenment into various categories. We can divide it into two categories. We can say uh, the spirit of enlightenment, which is uh, aspiring spirit of enlightenment, uh, and then we can say uh, engaged uh, spirit of enlightenment. Uh, So we can divide the spirit of enlightenment into these two categories. Um, So what is spirit of enlightenment? What is the meaning of this? Um, The meaning of this is... uh, to become uh, the desire uh, to become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings. Uh, so the, de- the desire to become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings. And as a note, translator's note, there's those two points in there, the desire to become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings. Uh, so this is what the mind, the spirit of enlightenment is. So what the two category, what does it mean that there are two categories of this desire to become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings? Uh, the meaning is, is that aspiring uh, spirit of enlightenment is spirit of enlightenment that merely is that thought with the absence of an actual vow. Uh, so if there is a spirit of enlightenment with the absence of a vow, it is necessarily aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Once one has the spirit of enlightenment and takes the bodhisattva vow, then his or her spirit of enlightenment becomes engaged spirit of enlightenment. Uh, So this is how one moves from aspiring spirit of enlightenment to engaged spirit of enlightenment. He or she goes from only having the generation of the spirit of enlightenment in his or her mind to coupling that generation with an actual vow, an engaged vow uh, of intention. So uh, that's the difference between the two. But both 
have as their, their meaning the desire to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. Um, so uh, that's the, the basis definition of that aspiring or engaged, uh, the basic mind that is the spirit of enlightenment is the main category above those two. Uh, so uh, again, first, the second category we're in, generating uh, the spirit of enlightenment six times a day. Um, and then two categories within it, and we'll begin probably with first category, not giving up your development of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Deeksong Rinpoche. So the way we would look at this is we would say if it is a uh, spirit of enlightenment that does not have a bodhisattva vow, it is necessarily an aspiring spirit of enlightenment. But if it is a spirit of enlightenment that has a bodhisattva vow, it is necessarily an engaged spirit of enlightenment. So this is how we would frame it. If there is an absence, it's necessarily aspiring. If there is a presence, it's necessarily engaged. Giant Shiva says there's huh? four categories here. So, so the reason that Giant uh, Shiva states this, he says there's four different thoughts or four different points that are made within this the context of not giving up the, your development of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. So therefore, because there's four different thoughts or points, there's four different categories. Okay. Tanjashine Sanjit 
and you take this as a reason to become discouraged and to abandon your responsibility to develop the spirit of enlightenment, it is a sin greater than a cardinal transgression of the vows of individual liberation. Uh, so uh, what is the meaning of this? There are a lot of points that are made within here. Uh, you have taken as your witness. So uh, when we, we take the um, Mahayana one-day vow uh, here at the center, um, we see that uh, all you Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, etc., please pay attention to me. Um, so uh, there's other the words in there, but we, it, the point is, is that we, we do this in the, um, that prayer where we ask for the attention and we find this in a lot of, um, any time a vow ceremony or a tantric ceremony as a note takes place, you find this um, in there, uh, this witnessing. Um, so you are asking for a witness. Um, so when you take the bodhisattva vow, when you, you generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, um, you take as your witness all of these holy beings. Um, so that makes it very potent that makes it very, very strong because you've made this commitment in the presence of the Buddhas and the Bodhisattvas and all of your teachers, and you've committed to this and said, this is what I'm going to do or this is what I'm not going to do. Um, so it says that um, if after you do that, you give it up because you think it's too hard, it takes too long, people are mean, I can't do this anymore. If you give it up, because of the potency in that vow you took, it's much worse than having engaged in the root non-virtues of the individual liberation. So cardinal transgressions, this refers to the root four vows of the individual liberation. Um, and as a note, they're the root four ordained vows as well. So Rinpoche is saying if we're looking at it in terms of an ordained person, a fully ordained monk, a gulung, uh, if we look at the four root uh, cardinal in, in terms of that, the first would be no killing. So the worst, the highest is killing a human. The second is no stealing. And, you know, stealing from the, the sangha is the worst uh, in that. The next is no um, sexual activity. In the case of an ordained monk, it's all activity. And, um, and then fourth is um, to abandon lying. Um, and an example of the greatest level of lying is saying, I've seen these deities when you haven't. I've, I have clairvoyance when you don't. So saying you have realizations that you don't have uh, basically are the greatest lies you can tell and levels of lies. Um, so this is what it means. So it's saying that uh, if you abandon your spirit of enlightenment after you've in the presence of all of these beings made a commitment to it, it's worse than committing killing, stealing, sexual activity, or, or, or lying. Um, so it's showing how powerful this can be on the other side of the spectrum. And as a note, if it's the most beneficial, transgressing it has to have the, the, the same, the opposite. So... Um, that's what's, what the point is here. The point is, is that there is a great amount of negativity created if you transgress these. So at first we talk about all the benefits, but the negative is that if you make a commitment and transgress it, it's worse than killing, stealing, lying, or sexual misconduct.
We'll take a, a short break, then we'll be right back. Shada Selbudu Rimache. Two chain up. Tantra, the fact that. Oh, we're starting class? Uh, okay, question. hold on one sec. <laughs> All right, go ahead. The country while you're a Rinpoche. Okay. All right. Uh, Rinpoche, so is uh, the practice of Tantra the only way to achieve Buddhahood, or is there other pathways that you can practice? The nga, the nyale macheba, machena, the sanje, the letudue. No, it's not possible to achieve Buddhahood without Tantra. Oh, okay. Thank you. So here it's saying that, the, that this transgression of this thought is worse than the uh, uh, breaking one of your root individual liberation vows. So we're back uh, to that, that sentiment of the um, the, it's a far greater misdeed than a breaking a root vow of the individual liberation. So there are four So there are four Mm. I'm going to have trouble. I'm sorry with this. I just, I don't know. It's from the Vinaya. Uh, the, the four root transgressions. Um, I, I just don't know how to translate it. So I, I'm missing so many words that I'm just really fear I'm going to mistranslate it. But uh, so <coughs> the gist of it is that there are uh, certain, the Yanjir Suranang, they sell a lot to Chache, the Chapagare, the Donda. That must be the Glunji, Messiana, Suchupa, and the Sanjabana, Sana, Sano, Chaji Logri, Chaji. Secret nom, Jenda Malone. Sanjabina, Melmachina, Lesser, Chaji Logre. What you could about the unenturned, did you marry? Sans Shizayuna, and the Chomeg Pombazore, and the Glung Tata de Wood. And the title of the Ganuki Kiki is the other, the Kamomaji Wood. 
So it's something to do with a hidden or secret. Um, Rumshi is saying that isn't expressed, some non-virtue, and then one that's expressed. But it doesn't seem to be in terms of the 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 nipa sojong dandrar yomaribe. The nangla sangwa. Say okay. Sangja na chajesure. Sangla the majenda malana. Okay, so it's, it's secret. It's the first category. So if they, you tell someone about it, then it's chame. So I, I don't know what the exact technical word is in English because I've never seen it, but that's the meaning of it. If it's a hidden, a hidden transgression or a, a not a hidden transgression, whether you tell someone or don't tell someone. I, I'm sorry if, if there's more to it that I'm missing to make it mean more. But I have a Vinaya book at home. I'll look it up. Uh, so these four um, abandonments of these four roots are the same. They have inner and outer, or secret and not secret. So if you kill, and if you kill, Rinpoche is giving an example, if you kill someone secretly, or if you kill someone and tell someone about it, somehow there's a difference in, in, in that, the, how they categorize it. Chaji so we have the story, though, where doubts occur because we have stories of beings like Ralo Tsawa uh, who engaged in all of these activities um, but didn't create non-virtue from them uh, because of realization, of his levels of realization. So it's the, what, it, what one is able to do at a high level is transform attachment into path, transform aversion into path, transform delusion or ignorance into path. So if one can transform uh, um, attachment um, into path, the way that it occurs is that, that the energy of that attachment is understood by the wisdom realizing emptiness and then transformed into a pathway. So the, the wisdom realizing the emptiness of that attachment is transformed into a pathway. So the energy and the energy behind it is utilized next to the uh, realization of emptiness. Um, so... That's what makes it so powerful, because the energy is so powerful. When you put the realization of emptiness with that energy, it makes it, in, and transform it into a path, it makes it powerful. If you are realized. So we see the marvelous uh, things of this bodhisattva vow, the spirit of enlightenment. But we also realize that if one breaks or transgresses his or her bodhisattva vow, then it's worse 
than transgressing any among those root individual liberation vows. So these are the consequences of uh, mishandling or misuse or yeah of so where does this point come from? And we find it in the eight thousand, the summary of perfection of wisdom in eight thousand lines.
Um, so now we have a quote from the summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines. Um, it says, Through, Though you practice the ten virtuous actions for ten million eons, if you then generate the wish to become a Prachika Buddha, Arhat, you damage and weaken your ethical discipline as a Bodhisattva. This breach of the spirit of enlightenment is far more serious than a cardinal transgression. Um, so here... It's saying that if you were to engage in the ethical discipline, which abandons the 10 non-virtuous activities purely for 10 million eons, um, and then if you were, had the spirit of enlightenment and had the thought cross your mind, maybe it would be easier just to be a Prachika Buddha Arhat. Or if it started to become attractive to you, the level of transgression is greater than if you had engaged in a breach of the root uh, um, individual liberation vows. So the root individual liberation vows, as a note, are actually inside of the ten non-virtues. Um, so they're the, uh, the first four, um, if you look at them um, in the order. So it's worse to become enticed by or to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, to become attracted. It's worse to become attracted to the Hinayana vehicle when you're already a bodhisattva than if you had broken a, a root individual liberation vow. So, uh, so basically you're abandoning sentient beings when you become attracted to the Hinayana um, so the non-virtue that's created from that, because you've made a commitment to all of them, now you've broken it, is greater than that of, of breaking a root uh, vow, killing, lying, stealing, or a, uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, so this is the point uh, that's made here in the summary text on the 8,000-line Perfection of Wisdom Sutra. And... So the, t the ten virtuous actions are the ten virtues or ten non opposite of the ten non-virtues. Um, and it says, this is a Prachika Buddha Arhat is a foe destroyer in one of the categories of the Hinayana vehicle. There are hearers and, and solitary realizer. Prachika Buddha is uh, Sanskrit for solitary realizer, just so you know. Um, that's what Prachika Buddha is, uh, Sanskrit for solitary realizer. Arhat is Sanskrit for superior. Um, so it's a solitary realizer superior. Um, so if you start to be attracted to that, the Hinayanist, or the, 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 the nirvana of a Hinayanist, then that creates a major transgression of the Bodhisattva vow. So that's it, being attracted to the, the enlightenment of a Hinayanist as a Bodhisattva. Digsun. So that concludes the first among the four categories under the first category, not giving up your development of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Rani Jibu Tabatunanabe, Sanlute, Nyarangi, 
Then so Shanchu Sem Shanchu Semba Sutrim June Yurabe? The 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 Kalan June Yure? Nyanagi is yet don't want the Shanchu Sembi Shanchu Chu in Bese. Nyanagi is yet don't want the Pachel Tapachel. Nyanagi is yet don't want Rani Chibicheto, Tabatu Nanyabe, Sanlu Kabi, Shanshang Chutin, Shanshang Chutin, I should dress. Is yet don't want. Shansa Doing 
Parishine Ribasha, Shazun but this is what's going on here. It says, thus it says such a Bodhisattva's ethical discipline is faulty, restraint from... So I'm just trying to see if that relates to... Other, I'm there's a word in here, chepar. I'm trying to figure out if it says greater... Their, body, their ethical discipline is greater or faulty and it's relating to a misunderstanding of the Hinayana, seeing it as faulty. So I'm going to move on because I'm not, I've just got to go home and look at dictionaries to look at the etymology of it. But it, it just seems to read weird to me. I don't know if it reads strange to anyone else. Uh, thus it says that, so I'm just going to read it and that's the only question that we're talking about. The rest of it's clear what I have to translate. <coughs> Um, thus it says that such a bodhisattva's ethical discipline is faulty. Restraint from the Shravaka and Prachika Buddha considerations is the bodhisattva's highest ethical discipline. So were bodhisattvas to weaken this restraint, they would destroy their ethical discipline. For if bodhisattvas do not cast aside restraint, then even, then even were they to indulge in sensory pleasures, they would not destroy the attitude of restraint that is unique to the bodhisattva. Again, the verse uh, summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines states, uh, though bodhisattvas enjoy <coughs> sensory objects, if they take refuge in the, the teaching and the community of noble beings and fix their minds on omniscience, thinking I will attain Buddhahood, understand that these adepts keep the perfection of ethical discipline. Um, so, even though, uh, so it, what it's saying is the bodhisattva's ethical discipline um, is the overriding or the higher virtue. So even if they are engaging in what seems to be a non-virtue, as a translator's note, because they're converting it into a path, it's not a non-virtue. Even what seems to be a non-virtue is not a non-virtue. Um, so... Uh, that's the point that's being made. Understand that these adepts keep the perfection of ethical discipline. Um, so, I, so you could see how this first sentence really matters. Um, and it, it see, here it's saying a word concealed. Uh, I have a dictionary here that's very coarse. Um, and it's saying the word concealed. A concealed. Uh, um, so let's see how it would read. Ethical discipline is concealed. 
It might read different, you know, if, we, if it says, thus it says that a bodhisattva's ethical discipline is concealed, it might mean that, it might seem to be, so I, let's just you see how important words are. I think we're learning how important words are these days. But uh, that is uh, um, the point that uh, is being made here. And I'm going to read it twice. Thus it says that such a bodhisattva's ethical discipline is faulty uh, or concealed. Restraint from the Shravaka and Prachka Buddha considerations is the bodhisattva's highest ethical discipline. So were bodhisattvas to weaken this restraint, they would destroy their ethical discipline. So restraint from wanting to be a hearer, wanting to be a solitary realizer. Uh, they so if they, they didn't restrain that, then they would destroy their ethical discipline. Um, four, if bodhisattvas do not cast aside such restraint, then even were they to indulge in sensory pleasures, uh, for if bodhisattvas do not cast aside such restraint, then even were they to indulge in sensory pleasures, they would not destroy the attitude and restraint that is unique to the bodhisattva. Again, the verse summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines states, though bodhisattvas enjoy the five sensory pleasures. So uh, Rinpoche said the five objects of uh, form, uh, form, uh, uh, smell, taste, sound, and tactile sensation. Uh, so these are the five sensory objects. Um, and it says they enjoy these, enjoying forms, enjoying smells, enjoying sounds, enjoying tastes, enjoying tactile sensation. So it's saying that even though they enjoy these, it says, if they take refuge in the Buddha and the teaching in the community of noble beings and fix their minds on omniscience thinking, I will attain Buddhahood, understand these adepts keep the perfection of ethical discipline. So we're going to have to look more into that. That section could be very easily misunderstood and misinterpreted without a commentary. Yes, sir. Nanurin Shesonsource, Tona, 
ਚਾਲਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਾਥ ਹੋਣ ਦੇ ਜਿਰੋ ਫਿਰ ਬਚੋਂ ਜੀ ਲਾ ਇਹ ਸੇ ਨਾਲੋ ਜਿਮਤਾਂ ਗੁਸਾਲਤਾਂ ਅਨੇ ਜਿਮਾ ਮਜੇ ਨਾ ਇਹ ਜੀ ਜਿਮਾ ਸਾਂਸ਼ੇ ਨੇ ਅਨੇ ਮਕਾ ਸਾਲਤਾਂ ਸਭ ਜਿਮਤਾਂ ਗੁਨਾ ਬਸਾਲਤਾਂ ਸਭ ਜਿਮਾ ਮਜੇ ਨਾ ਮਕਾ ਜਿਮਾ ਮਜੇ ਬਾ ਤੇ ਆ ਇਹਦਾ ਜੁਸੋ ਦੇ ਇਹਦਾ ਲਚਾਕ ਜੁਰੇ ਨਗਰੇਸ ਜੁਸੋ ਨਾ ਲਾਨਾ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਦਵਾਲਾ ਸੰਬਤਾ ਵੀ ਰੁਨੇਨਸ ਲਾਨਾ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਸੋਜੂ ਕੋਬੂ ਥੋਬੰਦ ਥੋਬੰਦ ਰੁਨੇਨ ਰੁਨੇਨ ਰੋਤੇ ਦੇ ਜੇਨੇ ਰੋਤਾਂ ਜੇ ਲੋਜੇਨਾਸ ਸੇਜੇ ਲੋਬਈਨਾ ਦੰਦੂ ਚੇਗਾ ਰੋਜੋਰਾਂਸ ਦੰਦੂ ਕਨੇ ਤੂ ਤੂ ਮਾਰੇਸ ਰੋਜੋਰਾਂ ਸੇਜੋਂ ਸੋ ਸੋ ਦਬਾਦੋ ਸੁੰਬਰੇ ਓਕੇ ਸੋ ਥੈਟ ਵਾਸ ਦੀ ਐਂਡ ਆਫ ਨੰਬਰ 2 ਐਂਡ ਜਸਟ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਓਵਰ ਨੰਬਰ 2 ਅਗੇਨ ਦਾ ਪੁਆਇੰਟ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ once you have achieved the mind that wishes to become a buddha for the sake of the sentient beings once one has that spirit of enlightenment one has to do whatever it takes for him or her to achieve that goal so if in order to help sentient beings in some way they in- have to enjoy the five sensory objects the meaning of that if they have to engage in something which would normally not seem uh, virtuous if they're doing it for the sake of becoming a buddha if the reason that it's being done it says and fix their minds omniscience thinking i will attain buddhahood it if they actually are bodhisattvas if they actually have the spirit of enlightenment if they do something in order to i b- become a buddha then they still keep their ethical discipline pure even if it seemingly went against the individual liberation vows now this is only if he or she is highly realized so that's just as a note the point that's being made here but so that's category number 2 category number 3 if you give up their promised intention uh, if you give up their promised intention they must wander for a long time in miserable rebirths um so it, engaging the bodhisattva deed says it is said that once people decide to give a small amount of a simple thing and then do not give it they cause themselves rebirth as a hungry ghost so how could you reborn in a happy realm if you deceive all beings after you have been sincerely invited them to unsurpassed bliss so once you have made a commitment and said i take it on myself i'm going to free you all from suffering once you make that commitment to everyone it would be breaking that commitment if you don't do something necessary uh, to um help that end goal um so it's saying that if you decide to be generous and then don't give that thing it says you'll be re- be reborn because of that miserliness in a hungry ghost realm Uh, and that's if you just intended on giving one thing to one person imagine if you intended giving the freedom the separation from suffering to all beings and then took that back so that's what um the point is here and that's how they're make the clarifying this bodhisattva vow leaves the individual liberation vow intact if it is fueled by that bodhisattva vow 
Um, so that's the point that's being made here. And then the Guide to the Bodhisattva Way of Life gives the example of how you could end up as a hungry ghost. Um, and then Lama Tsongkhapa says that if you give up this promise, you have to wander a long time in the lower realm. So miserable realms of hell, hungry ghost, animal, and then the example of the hungry ghost cause is given and then related it to giving up uh, the spirit of enlightenment and the consequences of that. So that's number three among the four. Rinpoche, the shuju, the lung, shiloka sum yure. The sache sumba, shunju lung kanga, or jipa shunju lung yurebe. Jibale. Jibale. Gangasena sumba, shunju lung, and then shiloka ni. Yene, shiloka sum yure, and sumba shunju le. Shuluka Okay. 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 Since <laughs> Uh Shinto <laughs> So number four, like a blind person finding a jewel in a heap of garbage, by the chance the spirit of enlightenment has arisen in me. Uh, Think how very wonderful that I have attained something like this and never give it up devoting particular attention to this vow over and over not to give it up for an instant. 
So it's giving the example, is if someone was blind and they were rooting around and found a jewel in the middle of all of this garbage, it's, it's saying that we're like the garbage that a jewel it can be found in. Uh, in the midst of all of this garbage, there, there's a jewel. Uh, um, it says, in a heap of gar- like a blind person finding a jewel in a heap of garbage, by the chance the spirit of enlightenment has arisen in me. Think how very wonderful that I have attained something like this. And then it says, vow, think about it over and over again. Vow, make an a, 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 um, uh, assertion or a pronouncement over and over again that I won't give this up, that I will become a Buddha. So it, just to reinforce it within your mind stream. Vow over and over not to give it up for an instant because you can see that instant uh, uh, creates a great amount of non-virtue. So it's a great virtue uh, this spirit of enlightenment, and you found it, um, and it's in you. It can be in you. Diso, can be in you. Okay. Um, so then, uh, so that, that's the meaning. So then we went over now that entire first category. Um, uh, in a, it is not giving up uh, your development of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Um, so again, the major heading, the training uh, in the precept to uh, um, six times each day to generate the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase it. Um, that's the major heading. Under that, there's two sections not giving up the development of aspiration and the training to increase the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. <coughs> that first uh, category, um, we went through the four categories that Jayan Sheba <coughs> and now we get into category number two, <coughs> to increase the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. And we will do that next time. And thank you everyone for coming and listening. Uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, we'll do the concluding prayer. And uh, please take care of each other. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avalokiteshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tu jirim shikuti shapi Ari de Molanjaro Mang Tanda and Neutra Mambo Yure, the